Welcome to the Reasonable Boy Politics Podcast, 007 Labour Campaign Funding. Today we're going to discuss campaign funding. All the Labour candidates by Keir Starmer have released information on their funding. Rebecca Long-Bailey was first, then followed by Lisa Nandy, and Keir Starmer still will not release his funding or details of his funding and this is extremely worrying but so today we're going to discuss a little bit about that. This question comes from Barnaby in Hove who asks should leadership candidates of the Labour Party accept donations from corporations and rich individuals? Keir. Well I think it's very very important that all the candidates publish all of the donations that they get wherever they come from. That's a matter of principle, it's about transparency, and it's about accountability. It's also, by the way, the rules the Labour Party put in place for all of us and all the deputy leadership candidates, and they did it for the last competitions. I've had funding from trade unions, I've got the backing of five trade unions, uh, crowdfunding, um, and from individual donors. Um, the, I've got a compliance team that looks at that, makes sure they're all proper in accordance with our policy. They then have to be published. They go to the parliamentary authorities who check they're in the right form. My first batch was put up a few weeks ago. The next batch is with the parliamentary authorities and is going up, I think, on Monday of next week. Thank you. Lisa. Um, so I've published everything that I've brought in um, as and when we've, we've raised it over the course of this campaign. The good news for me is there isn't a lot of it, so we haven't had to declare very much. I'm very proud to have the backing of the GMB and the NUM, and I'm really proud that we've managed to raise a lot of the very small amount of money that we've got through crowdfunding. If anyone wants to donate, I can give you the details later. Um, I don't like the reliance on corporate funding, if I'm honest. I think we need a different settlement in this country. I think it feeds the sense for political parties and for candidates that we're all in it together that we're in the pockets of other people. I'm proud to be funded in part by the GMB, but I, I would fight for the GMB and for the policies that they represent anyway, and I don't want people to think that I'm doing that because I'm taking money from them. But I just finally say this, it really matters to me that the money that we take is in line with my ethics and my values and with the Labour Party's ethics and values, and we've been really tough on that. When I was at the Children's Society, I led a campaign against our own trustees to force them to give a donation back to Bright House, an appalling company that was ruining the lives of the families that we represented. And I will never take money from people who aren't in line with my values. And Becky. I think big corporate money in politics stinks. And it stinks because only recently we saw Boris Johnson not able to go and visit flood areas or convene a Cobra meeting, but he found time for a Tory ball where he sold off a game of tennis. He was willing to sell his backhanders for backhanders in return. And my my mum has always said you don't get nothing for nothing. These people always want to be repaid at some point in the future, and that will mean compromising on our values. So I've been proud to publish my donors in this leadership election. I'm proud that it's trade union members and Labour Party members who funded my campaign. And we've all got to stand up to make sure that we get this big money out of politics, because it's undermining everything that we're trying to do. It's really interesting to see just how evasive Keir Starmer is about his funding. Uh, Rebecca Long-Bailey was the first one to publish all her, 
all the funding, uh, followed by Lisa Nandy. I mean, you've got to give Lisa Nandy credit for actually publishing her funding, uh, but uh, Rebecca was the first one to do so. And since then, we've had Keir talking about how he's sent it through to the local, to the, to the correct authorities at, in Parliament, and uh, how he's going to publish his funding on Monday this week. And realistically, he's just trying to um, evade uh, any sort of scrutiny on his funding. He wants to get to be the leader of the party and then after the after it's all over and done with, you'll suddenly find out that uh, all these people that came out of the woodwork and who are really uh, centre and centre-right uh, uh, party members or people who've got uh, vested interests in Kiev becoming leader. Uh, it may include Tony Blair. It may include Gordon Brown. You know, it may include Lord Manderson, you never know. Or Alistair Campbell, even. So we don't know. And this is the thing, that this is the problem we've got, is that we do not know who is funding Keir Starmer. And for Keir Starmer, who is the ex-director of public prosecution, so he's, he's not stupid in any sense of imagination. He, he knows what he's doing. And he's been evasive because, really, I think at the... At the, at the bottom of it all is is that he does not want anyone to see the people who are funding him for his candidacy to be leader of the Labour Party. And, you know, we, he talks a talk about being transparent and open and being respectful and, you know, working for everyone who, everyone who is a member of the party. But realistically, like I said before, he's very evasive. He's, he doesn't he doesn't build um, in me a great great feeling of trust. And I think this is one of the worrying aspects of him is that Lisa Nandy has got a um, got policies which she believes in. I mean, come lately to those policies, I think, and I think. Um, you know, she'll be found out in the end about about some of her policies. But there again, we can't. Although we, we can criticise Lisa for these policies, we can't criticise her for not at, like, at least having some policies that she can talk about and that she can present to the membership. Similarly, with Rebecca Long Bailey, she's got policies. She knows what she wants to do. She's got a plan, and she's got she's determined to bring that plan to fruition. But then again, we've got Keir Starmer then who doesn't have a real plan, doesn't seem to believe in anything. Um, like I said earlier on, he's, he's the Labour version of um, of John Major, the grey man with few ideas. Okay, you could say John Major became Prime Minister and um, and that was a shock to the system when that happened. But I don't want a country, you know, being run by grey men with no ideas and, you know, just basically want to just see the status quo maintained and nothing changes and, oh, we'll just tinker around the edges a little bit here, you know, and keep everyone happy. We need radical change in this country, you know, even if you think about the environment and that the, the Green New Deal, which, you know, that would be a great um, for everyone. 
you know, for the general public and also for business as well. It would, it would create thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs. It would bring bring all about um, security in a way in which we um, we will not be dependent on oil so much. So therefore, if the oil price goes through the roof, then you know we, we and we don't need as much as we do now. Or coal goes up through, through the roof, or you know we 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 don't we benefit from from uh, being um, environmentally friendly and be, you know being resourceful. And so this is a major problem for me with Kia. Um, I just, I, I just, even if he, when he says things about what you know, when he does have a policy, I just don't get the feeling that he actually believes in it. What he's saying, um, and that's worrying for me as a as a member of the Labour Party. And I think, you know, no matter whether you're on the left of the party or the right or the centre. We deserve better than this, and I think it's time that the membership actually put some pressure on Keir. Uh, even in the Andrew O'Neill interview, uh, Andrew O'Neill didn't get um, much out of him uh, in regards to his um, campaign funding. And so if Andrew O'Neill can't get it out of him, then I think it's, um, we've got to really push and pressurise here to come to uh, to come out with the full funding you know he says that a a member of um, his chambers gave him a hundred thousand pounds well okay fine but that's not the whole funding you can't kid me that that's not the only funding he's got because the leaflet drop has been estimated to be about three hundred thousand pounds and all it was 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 a, was a poster with Keir Starmer on it so and so that hundred thousand pounds is, you know, obviously went towards that. But I think there's more behind this, and you'll have to take, you know, take some convincing me to um, see anything other than this evasiveness by Keir to be um, him worried about the reaction of the membership to who is who's been who's been funded by. So all I can say at the end of this is whoever you want to vote for the thing we must have is openness so we can trust the candidates and we need to be open with the membership and one of those candidates care is not being open with the membership and we need no matter who we, who you which wing of the party you're on we need to know exactly where his money is coming from and I would be very upset if he becomes leader of the party and then after he becomes leader, his funding comes, fund, his details of his funding comes out and he's, he's been bunged a few hundred thousand pounds by the Blair Foundation or Tony Blair or some other, some other toxic mem, ex-member of the Labour Party or current member of the Labour Party. So... Let's have some openness, and over to you now, Keir. That's Reasonable Boy. See you later.